and we're recording. Are we everybody ready to go? Looks like it. Recording in progress. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the um, August 19th Metropolitan Planning, um, Planning Organization Policy Board meeting. Um, to begin with, we're going to just go ahead and let Jessica Mortinger give us some basic instructions. Good afternoon, Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. I'm here with Ashley Breyers, Transportation Planner on remote video, and we will work alongside Courtney Shipley, Chair, to facilitate the meeting proceedings. This meeting is being broadcast and recorded live on the city's YouTube channel and public cable access channel 25. During the meeting, when you are not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found in the lower left-hand corner of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. You just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. And in some cases, we may mute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title before the benefit of those listening remotely. Every time you speak, you can turn on your video on and off by clicking on the video icon on the menu. For the purposes of this public meeting, please keep your video on when you're participating in the meeting. When you're not participating, it's okay to turn your video off. Just remember to turn your video back on when you're participating. If you're participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. For those using Zoom, somewhere on your screen, you will see a choose choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. This speaker view lets you show the active speaker. Gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. Individuals who registered in advance to provide public comments will be called upon remotely by name. At this point in time, there's no one who has registered in advance and there's no one in the commission room um, uh, to present today. When you're in winter, if there anyone shows up, they'll be uh, called. They will be uh, called on and allowed to unmute their device and state their name before speaking. Uh, we can then call for in-person public comment, although there's no one here. We will follow all social distancing and safety protocols. All motions will need to be stated clearly after a motion is made and seconded. Staff will call in each member, mem member individually to provide their vote. Ashley will do those roll call votes. Uh, staff will then need to announce whether the motion carried and the, and the count of the vote. Now I turn the meeting back over to Chair Courtney Shipley. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, now I, I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to Ashley to do our roll call. Thank you. I'm Ashley Bryce, Transportation Planner. I'm going to say your last name uh, in alphabetical order. If you could say who you're representing, that would be good. Carter? Uh, uh, Metropolitan Planet Planning Commission. Okay. Nicole Dye? Lawrence City Commission. Uh, Kelly is not here from County Commission, and Reason is not here from Eudora. Shanklin? Metropolitan Planning Commission. Shipley? Vice Mayor Shipley, City of Lawrence. All right, and Messina. Kansas DOT. All right, and let's see, the only other person we have on here today is Jeff Crick uh, from Planning and Development. I'll pass it back over to you. All right, excellent. Thank you all so much. Um, the next thing on our agenda is public comment. Did we have any, I hear there's no one in the in the audience. Is there anyone online who has public comment? I'm seeing indications to the negative. Um, so I think we'll just move on to our third item, approving minutes from July 15th. Um, hopefully everyone has checked those over. Is there any motions to approve those minutes? Matt Messina, Kansas DOT. Um, under meeting minutes, section B, public comment, there's a reference to Allison Smith uh, taking notes for Ms. Taylor's comments. And I believe there's a word or two missing on what that action item is from Ms. Smith. So does anyone recall what that was? I didn't watch. 
the video, but I'm guessing it's sent to or discussed with the KDOT project manager. Yes, Jessica Moringer, Transportation Planning Manager. Uh, it looks like we missed some words, but yes, uh, Mrs. Smith indicated that she would provide those comments to the KDOT project manager for the project. So then I'll make the motion to approve the meeting minutes with the note that that will be edited or it's understood that uh, Ms. Smith sent them to the project manager at KDOT. Mayor Finkel, I second. All right, Ashley, would you like to do the roll for that? Yes, thank you. Ashley Breyers, transportation planner. Carter? Yes. Pinkledye? Yes. Shanklin? Yes. Shipley? Yes. And Messina? Yes. All right. Motion passes five to zero. Thank you again. Thank you, um, Matt. I appreciate that. Um, let's move on to our regular agenda items. Uh, the first item is to appoint the at-large Lawrence Pedestrian Steering Plan Committee member. Oh, sorry. And that would be Jessica speaking with us, I believe, today about that. Yeah. Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. We have worked to recruit um, membership to our committee, and I'm sharing the screen with you right now to show you. Um, can you all see this list? Okay. Um, and this list is basically the list of appointees that you uh, created for the established for the steering committee to the pedestrian plan update. You can see a few vacancies. We're still waiting and trying to contact people to uh, establish some representation. Um, the top one that at-large appointee from the MPO Policy Board will be yours for consideration tonight. Uh, we have communicated with Chair Courtney Shipley and provided um, her the four applicants that... Um, submitted application to the iCompass board page based on the solicitation email that was sent out um, for uh, consideration of appointees to apply. Um, and I think Courtney, we felt like uh, they were they were all good candidates who expressed interest in the work that's gonna be done by the committee. Um, and Courtney has a, we believe, uh, has a name to present today for consideration of appointment to that, for that at-large position. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think that Althea would be a very um, strong candidate for that. She's done some work with um, Safe Routes to School. So I think when um, we were looking at some of the um, spaces these other um, ap uh, applicants work in, that that would be more focused on the movement of children um, and students around educational areas. So we thought that would be um, a very good piece um, and a, a viewpoint to bring to the board. Jessica Morton, your transportation planning manager, I will also point out that we noted that the appointees by committees are pretty male dominated so far. Um, and so it was attractive for us to try to look at balancing that a little more uh, based, on, based on gender. Um, and so that was some of our guidance that we provided in our conversation. Um, with Vice Mayor Shipley in our effort to try to determine the at-large appointee to bring back to the committee today. 
So we're looking for, in the sense of that, a motion and a second to support the nomination um, for that position, at-large position of Althea. Remind me of... Oh, hold on. I'll have to pull it up. <laughs> I think it might be Shacky. Um, let me look at my email here. Oh. Yes. S-C-H-N-A-C-K-E. Mayor Finkeldie, as, as those iCompass um, appointments, because usually I make the appointments. So for a little while, I thought for a second I was going to make the appointment. So I read the applications and then asked Bobby in the same manager's office, and she reminded me that it was not my appointment. It was this board's appointment. Um, but I, 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 so I've read the applications, and, and I agree with the um, – that. I guess Althea is how you say her name would be a, a great applicant. So I would move to appoint Althea to the um, commission as recommended by the chair of this committee and vice mayor Shipley. Uh, uh, David Carter, planning commissioner. I would second that. Ashley, can you do a roll call for us? Yes, I am unmuted. Um, Ashley Breyer, transportation planner. Carter? Yes. Finkeldye? Yes. Shanklin? Yes. Shipley? Yes. And Messina? Yes. Thank you. Passes five to zero. All right. Thank you again, everyone. Um, it will be exciting to see what uh, they do when they're finally able to meet and have discussions with staff. Um, let's move on to the second item, the federal fiscal year 2021 to 24 transportation improvement program. And I believe that'll be Jessica too. I'm sorry, Ashley. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, Ashley Breyer's transportation planner. I'm going to share my screen. Yes, so this is the Transportation Improvement Program, or TIP, and the Transportation Improvement Program, or TIP, is the implementation document for the Long Range Transportation Plan, which is called Transportation 2040 currently, and we update the TIP every two years, completely updated, and in the intervening years, we do quarterly amendments, and so this is just amendment number three. This is a very large amendment compared to our normal ones, but it's just how it happened with timing. One thing I wanted to point out on this sheet that I forgot to do last time we had an amendment was there's a column of called um, Transportation 2040 Inclusion. And so it talks about how each one of these projects relate to Transportation 2040 because these projects need to align with Transportation 2040 in order to be able to be in the tip. So that's just an interesting thing there if you want to look at that. The TIP amendment has several new projects, including a surfacing project on US 2040, 24, sorry, uh, 6th and Mass traffic signal, and then a couple of uh, American Rescue Plan projects for Lawrence Transit, and then an intersection safety project. And then there's several other revisions uh, through there. And then on the next page, there's a few more revisions, including 
changing this CARES Act operating funding provision there and then completely removing the CARES Act capital assistance funding because Lawrence Transit realized they needed to use it all for operating rather than for a portion of it for capital. And then all these projects down here are the uh, transportation alternative projects that were awarded earlier in the year. And this is just adding the KDOT project number to many of them. So all of our jurisdictions have a uh, transportation alternatives project, which is very exciting. One other thing of note is project on this first page uh, had to be included. It was added to the tip of the on the first day of the public comment period. So it was added like at nine or 10 in the morning on the first day of the public comment period. So we feel that it was part of the public comment period for long enough, hopefully um, you all agree with that. And um, we did not receive any public comments and the uh, technical advisory committee recommended approval at their meeting. Anybody have any questions for me? Stop sharing. Okay. Uh, no questions, anybody? Um, this is a public comment item, which I need to remember every time. Uh, so let's check again that someone hasn't arrived in the city hall or that there's no one online that is interested in public comment. I am seeing indications to the negative there as well. Um, again, is there any discussion um, from committee members on this? Mayor Finkel, I'd only say that I can't imagine anyone would uh, object to deploying technology on South Iowa to relieve congestion. Um, so I, I don't think we're going to get much pushback on that addition. Um, otherwise, I'm supportive of the TIP amendment and I can make a motion if there's no other comments. Seeing none, I'd go ahead and move to approve the 2021 to 2024 transportation improvement and TIP amendment number three. Would anyone like to second? Uh, Matt Messina, KDOT, second. All right, Ashley, can you do a roll call for us? Yes. Uh, Ashley Breyers, transportation planner. Carter? Yes. Finkelai? Yes. Shanklin? Yes. Shipley? Yes. Messina? Yes. Thank you. Vote passes five to zero. Excellent. Thank you again. Um, the, our next item here is for the 2021 Unified Planning Work Program, Amendment 1. Yes, Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. So every year, the MPO Policy Board sets and gets adopted um, by MPO Policy Board a unified work plan that details the work that the MPO and our planning partners plan to do around transportation planning with our consolidated planning grant funding. Um, every year, we also, um, about mid-year, do an update to that work plan to bring it in line with some of the ch anything that kind of evolves throughout the year or uh, if we have uh, 
significant, uh, some significant changes that um, kind of exceed that 10% threshold or add new work. And so this amendment is doing that for the work that is planned through the end of this calendar year. Um, in a future meeting, you'll see the, we'll, we will bring to you a work plan for a future for 2022, but this is for this year, 2021. Um, and you can see we decreased our total budget expenditures we plan on spending by $13,000. Um, that was a that was a result of moving some of the full and part-time staff rates around based on actual hourly rates that get set after we have adopt the previous program. Um, we changed and added um, our allocations for some to bring to actual costs, some of the things like our janitorial services. Um, we reduced some of the number of part-time staff hours billed to the grant um, because one, we didn't think we'd use all of them. And two, uh, we're starting to plan for 2022. And we want to make sure we have enough carryover for some of the work we need to do next year during our long-range plan update. Um, we also changed how we bill staff benefits in our in our reimbursement documents to KDOT, which required us to change it out of the hourly rate and add it as a fixed expense. So that's just more of a technicality. It costs the same amount of money. Um, then we made text changes to the document besides the ones to reflect what uh, changed in the budget categories uh, to add an activity around the procurement of a consultant recruitment for a travel demand model update. Um, that will be one of the key uh, the the key uh, technical process that we consult out for uh, our trial, our long range plan update. Yes, next year um, is that travel demand model process. Um, we we recognize and add an update to the public participation plan and a MPO federal highway roadway classification map update that is planned that that TAC has been discussing. Um, and then we have also added mention of the pursuit of a city of Lawrence mobility planner. Um, that will be housed within our transportation planning unit in coordination with the Kansas Department of Transportation that's going to the Lawrence City Commission in September. Um, and it's also included in the 2022 budget. So we're excited about the opportunity to leverage capacity to do mobility planning with all of our paratransit and human service uh, transportation partners under uh, our, our current MPO subcommittee, the Regional Transit Advisory Committee. Um, and so we're going to be really excited to add some capacity to do that work. Um, and then we have added, we have removed the reference to our work we intended to do around multimodal traffic impact studies because under miscommunication, that's something that the city didn't have planned for this year and they had already done a minor update to stuff prior. So we had a communication error about that. So we took it out of what we have planned in our work plan. Those are the, that's the content over the, you know, 18-ish pages of our work plan um, that summarizes the changes that we're asking you to entertain today. I'd be happy to entertain any conversation or questions about any of the work that we have planned uh, or have completed um, so far in 2021. I'm not seeing any questions here. Um, uh, let's make sure there's no one in the audience for public comment on this item. Anyone online? Not seeing anyone uh, uh, out in the public interested in commenting on this. Any other discussion among members? Uh, in that case, I'm looking for a motion to approve the 2021 Unified Planning Work Program, Amendment 1. 
Mayor of Finkelby, I'd move to approve the 2021 Unified Planning Work Program Amendment Number One. Vice Mayor Shipley, I'll second. <laughs> Ashley, can you do a roll call for us? Yes. Ashley Breyer, Transportation Planner. Carter? Yes. Finkeldye? Yes. Shanklin? Yes. Shipley? Yes. Messina? Yes. Motion passes five to zero. Very good. Thanks again, everyone. Um, lastly, we have some quick updates, which I believe is usually Jessica that can walk us through those. Yes, Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. I've shared here the quick updates for you. We are still in the process of working on the transit route redesign. The steering committee has most recently viewed the route profiles and will do so at their next meeting also to finalize the summary of uh, the pros and cons of all the evaluating all the routes. Um, and then the next stage that comes after that is some scenario building around uh, route structures for future considerations. Very exciting. Um, that that work is underway and um, has been has been we feel a very good public process. Um, that committee has given us a lot of diverse perspectives. Um, we have included for your consideration um, links to some web content and PDF handouts we have created around transportation disadvantage populations and environmental justice um, analysis work that we do. Um, I will show you a little bit of what we're looking at here. We tried to break down. This is some of the work you see if you've read the tip, um, the, the entire document, not just the summary of projects um, that Ashley highlighted, is that we're looking at um, analysis, particularly in that document around environmental justice, um, which includes uh, low to moderate income households and minority households. Um, we have expanded some of that population in recent analysis we have done in Lawrence. Um, and we are looking at populations that historically have um, transportation disadvantages. So low to moderate income households, minority households, households with in individuals with a mobility disability, people who have less than a high school education, single parent households, households without vehicles, youth under 18 and citizens over 65. Um, we are beginning and working in some of our evaluation processes um, to assign assign points to those uh, populations based on the percentage um, of density within block groups that those populations represent and as a result um, have you can see the Lawrence average and how block groups score for what range they fall within as a result it gives us a map of the community that looks something like this, the reddish uh, areas followed by yellow, um, and then green and blue uh, represent transportation disadvantage with the red being the most intense uh, perceived transportation disadvantage based on these demographic characteristics. Um, we have worked in partnership, particularly with these metrics to work with the city of Lawrence and the Multimodal Transportation Commission to use this in dis 
data decision, data-driven decision-making um, to really advance um, the work that is happening um, around um, equity and talking about the most vulnerable uh, populations in our community. So you'll probably see more of this as we get into the pedestrian planning, um, but we wanted to make these links and um, you know the high-level summaries available to you um, to look at um, and available to the public as we start to talk about these because it is taking some very complex ideas around um, data and understanding what's happening in our community to do this work. We have had an opportunity um, to partner with a local agency, a social service agency, and understand their client locations anonymously. And we were able to correlate in a lot of instances with these um, the areas where we where we perceive the most transportation disadvantage and so we are hoping also that that can build the local case um, for us to believe in the data, you know, from us, you know, we know there's some error from the census data, but really to start validating and supporting information around um, they, this agency also collects uh, information about transportation and how their clients get to their agency. And so we were able to use that for people who said they didn't have access to a car. So they either car shared, road transit, walked or biked. Um, and so we'll hopefully be able to share some of that in the future as we continue to work on that. But we're really excited about the opportunity to use data to drive um, decision-making around transportation and understanding impacts of the distribution of transportation projects. Back on the uh, quick updates, we have also attached for you the KDOT monthly updates um, that they have provided, which includes announcements. This is primarily, again, for our technical advisory committee uh, stakeholders because it ha has announcements around different projects and uh, funding opportunities. And then we've also given you the most recently approved uh, TAC minutes uh, and their conversation online for you to track kind of what they are, what they're talking about. I'd be happy to entertain any questions you might have about any items that are on the quick updates. Yeah, thanks, Jessica. Matt Messina at KDOT. I'd also like to take this opportunity to plug the local consult um, opportunities that are upcoming to this group. I'm going to put the link to the information in the chat if that can be used as uh, uh, provided in the meeting minutes following this. But yes, don't want to skip that opportunity to share that announcement because uh, I, I have to admit it. It's not easy to update the KDOT information as routinely as possible. Um, lots of new information comes out, you know, every couple of days, to be honest. Uh, and this is one big thing that I don't want um, this group to not be aware of. And I highly encourage you to participate in the upcoming meetings for your respective area, as well as this year there or this uh, go around. There is a, um, a survey that you can take online to provide some input and feedback prior to the events, uh, which is um, going to uh, extend to August 22nd. So a few more days to provide your early input. I am sharing on the screen, Jessica Martin, your transportation planning manager, that website 
um, that KDOT has about their local consult. Um, we we believe local jurisdictions in our region are will get involved in this conversation and hopefully attend um, a meeting. We have actually sent a request to KDOT requesting opportunities to participate virtually um, in this event since currently they're uh, they're planning in person uh, location uh, events. So, but that information is here and we will include it in the minutes. And at Messina, Kate out again, um, I wanna say great work on what you've done for the disadvantaged communities. Um, I do have one question as to how um, project investment will be evaluated for future investments since it's likely that the uh, metrics you're using to provide those additional points probably won't change that rapidly over time. So they'll continue to um, be assigned points for their disadvantage. So Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. Yeah, I would anticipate there could be some change with the updated uh, 2020 census. Mainly, we anticipate the biggest, largest changes in relation to some change in block group boundaries and geographies, um, that the, there could be some division in those within those block groups um, that really lends itself to the shift in some of that demographic um, makeup and us uh, to be able to kind of hone in maybe more specifically. Uh, for example, we're hoping to use that in the pedestrian plan to understand really if there are, for example, disparities in the quantity of sidewalk uh, linear feet compared to, you know, center line of roadways to understand if there are, if disparities or lack of sidewalk access in particular block groups uh, lends itself to also uh, uh, at a higher levels to people who have perceived transportation disadvantage. So that's kind of an example of how we plan to use it. And you're right, it will have to continue to change. We'll have to use the most updated data. And in some cases, we don't anticipate a lot of changes, um, but we've known there may be a historic um, impacts of like the code requirements in terms of sidewalk required on one side of the street versus two um, that are maybe impacting some of those geographic block groups. And so we hope to understand that a little bit more and be able to move forward in the future to tell that story and to understand how decisions around where projects are funded and si like things like sidewalk gaps impact our neighborhoods and their access and mobility within the community. Great. That actually answered a follow-up question, too, regarding the rearrangement of um, potential boundaries and zones. So thank you for that. Uh, any other questions or comments? Uh, is there any public comment on your quick updates <laughs> that we say? Courtney. Yeah, I'd like to point out, it looks like uh, Gregory Shanklin had raised his hand. Commissioner Can you Shanklin? hear me? Yeah. Yes. Um, I have a couple of quick questions for Jessica. Um, on on the, the transportation disadvantaged population, um, it looks like you have really good information on where this population resides. What do you do about destinations?
I mean, how do you plan transportation systems without understanding destination mapping? So, des- so Jessica Morton, your transportation planning manager, I think origin and destination is a huge point in that part of the, per- let's use the pedestrian plan example I've just been talking about. Is that what you're, I, okay. So, so um, yeah. let's use that example as what we've, we've been talking about. Is that okay? And then, um, so for in that example, if we understand that based on population density of that block group and the center line mile of the roadway that we're really lacking in the amount of uh, sidewalk infrastructure, I think that gives us the opportunity to dive in and understand how land is divided within those block groups. And if there is not adequate transportation network, particularly in the pedestrian plan, I think the next focus on sidewalk networks that we've kind of identified in the next part, since we've already done in our previous planning work, arterials and collectors and safe routes to school routes and made priority uh, network gap infill projects identified, particularly in Lawrence, but in the other communities as as well around uh, some of those things. So in the Lawrence pedestrian plan, if we get in and look at that, the next step is identifying access to transit. So bus stops access to healthy food destinations, which we've co-identified through the community health improvement plan with public health. And the third is access to parks, thinking about quality of life um, and some of the strategic goals um, in the city of Lawrence strategic plan around safe and welcoming neighborhoods. And so based on some of those conversations that are, are ongoing since the development of the last plan and the progress we've made, we feel like we would take that block group data and understand maybe where there might be less sidewalk network um, than some of the roadway miles and particularly in areas where you have increased population density as a means to go ahead and identify, try to identify where there might be gaps in the network or if there's big blocks of neighborhoods that were developed at a time where no sidewalks were required or only one side was required and start to think about what a primary network would look like uh, to access those types of destinations in our community in terms of identifying additional projects that could be programmed, particularly in Lawrence, into the non-motorized project prioritization list um, that has a scoring matrix that we worked with municipal services and operations and the Multimodal Transportation Commission to develop. And so, that's kind of that's how we envisioned envisioned using that recognizing those are those are projections and within some of those block groups there will be you know some differences where we know in maybe some of the western block groups that the single family residential doesn't have the same transportation uh, potential as some of the higher density potential and so i think we'll have to decide kind of with the pedestrian committee in that example how we feel it's appropriate to use this analysis to help try to make some of those decisions we haven't done it yet. So I think we're just trying to think logically about it and figure out a way that we can do better than what we're doing now. Thank you. That, that's really interesting. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we um, see fairly frequently on the planning commission um, is a, a request um, in one form or another to not build a required sidewalk. And I, it, it, appears to me as just one commissioner um, that we don't have good real-time information um, and a means to supply sidewalks over time as they become meaningful and required um, in a way that 
these decisions could be either acted on immediately um, or, or implemented in some deferred fashion so that um, so we get the sidewalks when we need them, but we don't require them when we don't. So uh, that's uh, I mean, just one aspect of, of what you were talking about. I have another quick question um, with respect to the uh, land use and transportation memo that was part of the, uh, the TAC meeting minutes. Um, as, as I read through all of your materials on this monthly basis, um, I, I look for um, ways of, of speaking to planning and land use that um, demonstrate an interest and understanding of the view that Lawrence needs to become more densely developed. And so I, I often wonder, um, and particularly with respect to the best practices memo that you, you uh, included, um, how does Lawrence think about the predictive aspects of transportation planning um, when we are not currently built out to the degree that we probably need to be? So Jessica Mortinger, transportation. I, I'm sorry, just to tack on to that. Um, and, and by that, I mean, um, when we become more mixed use, when we become higher density in terms of housing, um, how, do you, how do you deal with the predictive need for transportation to serve those land uses? When you say transportation, do you mean transit or do you mean all modes? I mean all modes, yes. Okay. Jessica Moringer, Transportation Planning Manager. I think our opportunity to do that when we make predictive um, estimates about what transportation in the future is going to look like is the time in which when we are working on the development of our long-range plan. That's the time when we have, we have the opportunity to update our travel demand model. That's the work we added to the scope for this year. Um, and that process takes the opportunity for us to break the whole region into what we call traffic analysis zones. And within those zones, we look at both the population model from plan 2040 and updates to that in the future to think about within those zones, what do we predict for population? So the conversations about densifying reflect what happens in terms of how that population gets projected within those traffic analysis zones. And then we also project on top of that um, employment. And the model fabricates origins and destinations based on algorithms that are, are based on employment values within those same traffic analysis zones. And so retail and non-retail employment have different trip generation rates. Um, so as you increase um, the use within some of those boundaries, um, you can imagine that some of those trips could be within those boundaries or within closer boundaries boundaries um, as you get increased density, but you also are looking at, and in that, in that modeling process, you're, you're making some of your best guesses. If we do nothing to the transportation network and load all these trips on, based on that increased density, we see what level of service on the roadway network is going to look like. Um, and that's an opportunity for us to talk about with a future tra uh, transportation plan committee, what type of scenarios we want to show as part of that planning process. Process. So we could choose to have scenarios around population density where we could show 
what it would what it could look like in terms of needs for transportation if you have you know what uh, increased density as opposed to a sprawl scenario um, where you grow in a different way and uh, that's one way you can you can change how you're per using predictive needs to understand what uh, levels of service you're going to have in some of your network. If we move to a mode split model, right now our current model only um, has projections around automobile trips. So one of the things we will explore in this conversation is a mode split model that includes transit. That would allow us to show scenarios around what doubling transit service, for example, would look like in terms of what could happen as a solution based on if there's increased density. And so those are the types of things we'll be scoping into um, a model consultant um, project, but also discussing as part of our long-range plan update. Because when we do that long-range plan update every five years, that really serves as the opportunity opportunity for us to take a refresh, a new picture of what the what the realities are will be for growth in our community and what that means for the next phase of projecting out 20 plus years, uh, the need for transportation investments and projects. Hopefully that answered your question. It's a pretty uh, detailed. That's a really good description of, of how you would go about doing it. Um, my concern is now just the, the when and the end that that it will be done um, because I, I think that's more of a near-term project than a long-term project. Um, transportation often leads development, but in this particular case, it lags development. And I, I think that's something that we need to attend to. But th thanks, I, I appreciate that. So Jessica Martin, your transportation planning manager, I would say generally uh, this, this body will appoint the committee that oversees that plan development update. So thinking about the makeup of that committee to shape that conversation will be a really important factor as we move forward uh, to update that conversation. I think we're in a different place than we were five years ago to continue to advance the planning work that we can do around some of these issues um, to get to get us further down the road. So I would say that we will we will absolutely be doing it. It's something that's federally required for us to do. The scope and scale of what we, I mean, I'm telling you kind of what staff is planning for now. Of course, a lot of that will be shaped by the committee process and conversations we have within our internal structures uh, to, with our stakeholder partners, like at the Technical Advisory Committee to shape and understand the needs that they see uh, with throughout the region to do this kind of work. Thank you. Uh, sorry, when I was so interested in your conversation, I forgot I was running this meeting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, is there any other comments or questions that that led to, perhaps? <laughs> um, not seeing anyone. Um, there's other business. Is that any other business that needs to be brought up or discussed? I'm not seeing any indications here. Um, our next meeting will be September 16th, um, unless otherwise indicated between now and then. Um, so uh, unless anyone has any other comments or questions, I think I would entertain a motion to go away. Oh, I guess I don't need one. We don't do that at this with this crew. Okay. 
Well, thank you again, everyone. I really appreciate this. It's been very interesting. And good work, staff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Much. Bye. Thanks.